turned me into a dog. Can you believe this? And you're invited too! Good morning, and welcome to another episode of Saturday Morning Obscurities. I'm your co-host and brother, Jams. I'm your co-host and sister, Melissa. And welcome to another episode of the show. On this podcast, we look back on kids' shows you feel like only you remember. Today we're doing a special take where I would like to spend some extra attention looking at a new cartoon that I think deserves a little bit more audience. Uh, today we're going to be talking about Dead End Paranormal Park. But first, we have our first segment of the show, What's New Scooby-Doo? We're talking about any new shows, media, games, anything new we've been enjoying recently. Mel, what's new Scooby-Doo with you? I recently covered on my other podcast, The Review Show, a weekly book club style discussion of movies, TV shows, did anime, comics, and more. Go check it out. Uh, We recently talked about the Muppet movie because my co-host Kyle had maybe seen it once when he was very little he did not have a lot of working muppet knowledge which always upset me and it was time to correct that (laughs) (laughs) and in preparation for this as i rewatched the muppet movie i also sought out the defunct lands uh defunct tv Mm -hmm. series of videos on the jim henson creations so you know Defunct Land, one yes. of the best YouTube channels out there about defunct theme park attractions, very appropriate to what we're talking about today. Yes. Uh, there's also like um, other series they do that are called Defunct TV about largely like uh, children's shows from yesteryear yes. that are defunct now. And it looks at the creation and the life and the death of these things. I, yeah. And the channel did... Hmm? I, I try not to watch those too hard because I definitely want, don't want to be spoiled for if we explore any of those shows here. Sure. But yeah, I know what mm-hmm. you're talking about, though. Yeah. There is a six-part series about the TV projects of Jim Henson. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the whole series is like maybe three hours total. And it's about his life, his creative life, uh, You know, from the first time he made his first Kermit puppet when he's like 18 years old uh, until his death, his untimely death mm. in 1990. It is a whole biography of him structured episodically centered around one TV project that he's working at from the very first little puppet shows he did for like local his local TV station up until the final TV project he was working on before his death. And it is really detailed, really fascinating. And the final episode is incredibly emotional. I was like legit sobbing watching a little documentary about Jim Henson's funeral. No, that's fair. He was a, pivotal man he was important to us yeah and it was incredible how much what his memorial service was like and i don't know why why there's a filmed version of it i don't know if it was broadcast anywhere or if the family just wanted it filmed for posterity and then like uh, made it available on the website or whatever Mm -hmm. but it's uh it's not a traditional funeral it's like it's two hours long and nobody was allowed to wear black. He wanted all his friends oh. to come out and like sing songs and perform. Carol Spinney walks out in the full Big Bird costume, you know, wearing a green bow tie to to represent his friend Kermit and yeah. Kermit's friend Jim. Everybody sings and like they read eulogies, but it's like Floyd from Doctor Teeth and the Electric Mayhem reading a eulogy. Yeah, that it's, sounds. It's really something special. Yeah, yeah so definitely check out. That series of videos. I learned so much. Yeah, that sounds wonderful. I will definitely have to check that out. Um, speaking of very wholesome things, 
Uh, I have, well, to lead into this, uh, I got a new car, uh, which ah. yeah has its own kind of share of problems. But for right now, usually at work, I eat lunch in my car. Right now, I'm not doing that uh, to make sure my car is okay until I get it into a garage. Um, <laughs> so I've been like hanging out at inside work, uh, just like eating lunch and watching cartoons. And I've been uh, rewatching Hilda also on Netflix. Oh, Hilda is a wonderful uh, book series, uh, kids book series that was turned into a cartoon on Netflix. Uh, it's got about, I think, 13 episodes up right now and a special, uh, which might be a season two, but I'm not sure. I haven't looked at it because I wanted to rewatch the series first. But yeah, Hilda is just like super wholesome about this like Aww. girl named Hilda in this kind of like it's is is it urban fantasy when it when it's fantasy combined with nowadays life or is that modern fantasy um i think urban fantasy is a widely used term regardless of the number of skyscrapers involved okay. in the actual setting anywhere from 1 to 22 skyscrapers uh-huh uh but yeah it's just about this girl that lives in the mountains with her mom and then they have to move to the city and trolls are a real thing. This town is named after trolls, has a big wall against trolls, but everyone's just leading everyday lives with like phones and everything. Uh, and it's just very wholesome. Like she comes in like, I don't know a lot about other people. It's just been me and my mom, but I know a lot about giants, giant pops that ride through the sky. I, I helped a bird become, remember it was a god. Uh, wow. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of great voice work in the show, the uh, visuals of it. Here, let me pull it up. Have you seen it before? Uh, I have been told about it, but I haven't watched it yet. No. Let me pull up a key visual. Yeah, this is kind of like the art style of it. Oh, cute. It's Yeah, it's very cartoony. Luke Pearson, that's the creator of it. Luke Pearson originally did the, did the books. Uh, but yeah, everything's like very like storybook. She's like a pet. Uh, like fox deer thing ah. but yeah it's just super cute and uh really wholesome and very uh heartwarming to watch at work and then go back to work <laughs> nice but yeah go check that out but speaking of netflix mm. let's talk about dead in paranormal park uh, yes this was my pick this show came out uh i mean based on the notes we took no, this came out June 16th, 2022. Uh, it, so it came out during Pride Month, and mm -hmm. I didn't realize it had come out until July. Um, <laughs> when I found out about it, it is so good <laughs> mm -hmm. that I, it is so good. And then I saw that it didn't have a big enough following when I looked for online presence of like fan art and stuff like that. So I just started telling everyone I knew and talked to <laughs> about this show, about how good it was. Uh, and now I'm doing that on a larger scale on the podcast. Um, good. But yeah, Dead in Paranormal Park is uh, about characters Barney and Norma, human characters, and uh, Barney's pug dog Pugsley, uh, who can mm -hmm. talk in this show. And that's explained in episode one. It's only about 10 episodes. And it does a really good job of getting from point A to point B in a very wonderful way. Barney and Norma work at uh, Paul at this work at Phoenix Park, which is based on 
this world's like big name, like kind of like a Dolly Parton character called Pauline yeah. Phoenix. Uh, and she's not around very often and things are kind of suspicious around the, the amusement park. And they get a job there and quickly find out that it's full of like demons. Demons are just kind of hanging out. There's a gate. There's an elevator that goes down to hell. Uh, there's a lot of weird things going on and there's just enough mystery to get solved by the end of the season and some mystery for possible season two. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's just very good. Incredibly LGBTQ friendly. Uh, mm-hmm. All the, like the actors, the voice actors are appropriate to the characters they play like uh the, like the correct heritage and uh and, and race and all that um and yeah it's, it's just it's just very very good what did uh what were your first impressions of the show uh you told me a lot about it and as a big theme park nerd <laughs> i really like that that was the premise that they work in a haunted theme park and a haunted theme park largely inspired by dollywood which was a, yeah. a nice angle it's not like one of the top parks i would have thought of uh and when i turned it on and i wasn't able to guess like from what you were talking about what age range it was for and i was pleasantly surprised that it's a y7 yeah something for for grade school kids and i think it's a great show for them and it's still really funny for an adult there's some great jokes in here absolutely Uh, it's really charming yeah yeah this is an all-around great show and i'm that's why i'm so surprised more people aren't talking about this because mm. it's just a great show for everyone, and it's spooky, and everyone loves spooky. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, let's, uh, I guess let's talk about facts, shall we? Da, 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 da. All right, name of the show is Dead End Colon Paranormal Park. It was created by Hamish Steele, uh, who also created the comic that it's based on, Dead India. You can also find a pilot uh for dead india like an animated pilot online that they tried before netflix picked it up there were 10 episodes uh released at the at one time when it came out came out june 16th of 2022 country of origin is the uk and usa production companies were netflix animation and blink industries original channels netflix that's the first time we've seen that on this show uh <laughs> popular voice actors so mel you know broadway uh, I approximately know Broadway. You, appro- you approximately know Broadway. You often know Broadway more than I do. I <laughs> I know it more than the average person, but nowhere near as much as a real Broadway person. And you know what? That's fair. Uh, did you pick up on who voiced Pugsley in this show? Uh, I, I did not. Oh, I think you told me about this. It's Beetlejuice, right? Yeah. So Alex Brightman voices Pugsley and Tema Lucas, the demon that possesses Pugsley and allows him to talk. Uh, and he also plays Beetlejuice on the Broadway musical, and he he just he just does a great job. He's he's wonderful. Mm-hmm. There's also this is not Dead End Paranormal Parks related, but Beetlejuice the musical related. There's a wonderful animated storyboard of a of a song from the Beetlejuice musical that I will include in the Ooh. show show notes because I also obsessed about it for a little while. Um, but yeah, voice of Barney is Zach Barrick. Uh, voice of Norma is Cody Kavitha. Uh, voice of Courtney is Emily Osment of uh, Hannah Montana and Disney Channel fame. Voice of Pauline, like the, the Dolly Parton figure, voice of Pauline mm-hmm. is Clinton Leup, who is better known as a uh, famous drag queen, Miss Coco Peru. Oh! Yeah. Very cool. And and yeah, they've, they've hosted 
uh, a lot of LGBTQ events, and like ju- they're just a very very cool drag queen. Let's see, yeah, voice of logs Kenny Tran, Badia was Catherine Cavari. Oh, uh, Josh the 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 blonde kid with like the backwards hat that's always on his phone. Uh-huh. That was Patrick uh-huh. Stump from Fall Out Boy. <laughs> I did notice that. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, there's there's just a lot of good voices in this. Um, mm-hmm. I have a lot of good things that I want to say about this show. Uh, but let's sure. watch, let's watch the intro first. Intro is fun. Intro is fun. All right, I'm going off the episode. It's about five seconds in. Hitting play in three, two, one, play. There's Gord. I love the. <laughs> I love the color palette of this show, and of this yeah. opening in particular. Lots of warm sunset tones. Yeah. It's a very, like, Gravity Falls kind of intro where a lot of things happen very quickly. Yeah. And, like, it, sh- it uh, showcases a lot of characters. Mm-hmm. I like that interaction right there in this one. <laughs> it's Polly Phoenix. There's actual hell. Actual hell. And this, this is my favorite part, this ending. (laughs) (laughs) I thought I I would get tired of that intro, but I watch that for that bit every time. Hey. Hey. (laughs) Oh, that's so good. It 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 it, they're on the so the the intro is them on like a roller coaster. And it mm-hmm. ends with Courtney the demon poofing on the back and weighing it down and bringing it back down the tracks. <laughs> Which a roller coaster should not do. It's not supposed <laughs> to do, no. But this is a, you know, Pauline Phoenix Park. So not everything is up to code. Don't mind mm-hmm. all that. Uh, so the episodes I picked were episode two, The Tunnel, and episode six, uh, Wait Time 22 Minutes. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that would give us a nice uh, look at enough of the characters of the show. Uh, about the first, like, five episodes are just kind of, like, general, like, get to know the characters and, like, mm. regular plot stuff. And then, like, the back half, like, episode, like, six to ten is, like, where, like, the plot gears start turning and everything starts falling into place in this mystery. Uh, mm. I did offer, Mel, if you want, if you wanted to watch the whole show, I did recommend it. Did you get a chance to? <laughs> Uh, for shows that I am experiencing for the first time, I do prefer to only watch the episodes I have been assigned to make sure like I am not bringing in outside information that'll get all muddled and squished up. If it's a show I already know really well and I can tell episodes apart very clearly in my head, then mm-hmm. I'll do some supplemental viewing. But I tend not to do that for brand new things. That's fair. I, uh, I guess I'll talk about a little bit about the show real quick. Um... One of the big sellers of this show for me uh, that made me... I was at work and I heard that there was a new cartoon on Netflix where the lead character, Barney, was openly trans. And I'm like, I need mm-hmm. to watch this right now. So I, mm-hmm. <laughs> I like, we were slow at work and I got out my phone and I started watching this. Uh, and I just got hooked so quickly. So yeah, in... I guess we'll get there when we get there. But in one of the episodes we watched... Barney pretty much just says, I'm trans. And Mm -hmm. it's such an important moment. It's so important that that exists in a Y7 show. Yes. That 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 is available. That representation is there for kids that need it. 
Mm-hmm. There is so much LGBTQ friendly about this. Uh, Norma, the the other uh, lead character, has uh, autistic tendencies, and mm-hmm. the creator of the show, Hamish Seal, has said that they are uh, autistic. All like when asked. Um, mm-hmm. So it's not flat out said in the show, but it is visible. Uh, yeah. So that's great representation. A lot of these characters with like religious backgrounds are like shown and like you know acted appropriately uh cast mm-hmm. by the right people the person that plays barney is trans is a, a mm-hmm. uh, fdm trans and that's wonderful that's great to see that in a show uh there is a musical episode in the penultimate episode of the oh. series uh that absolutely slaps i've rewatched it several times <laughs> uh, all the original songs in that episode were created by patrick stump uh, oh wow and there is uh demos online i'll put one in the show notes as well uh he did he did a, a bunch of the demos and those are mostly available online i don't know if all of them are but three of them are um but yeah and and they're just amazing and i wish they were on spotify because his voice is just <laughs> very good um mm-hmm. but yeah <laughs> but the people they got to sing norma's voice actor like barney's voice actor uh, like Log's character, like Bodge's character, like everyone sings and it's good. Everyone's That's doing good. a great job. It's uh, great that they can all also sing. Yeah, I I, I love it. Uh, you should you should definitely you know finish the series and watch the musical episode because I think you'll enjoy it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just there's just so much to like about this show. Mm-hmm. The the world building, the demons, like all that. Yeah. <laughs> It's a really interesting mix of things, yeah. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's get into the meat and potatoes, shall we? All right. So we open on episode two, the tunnel. So basically, what we missed in like the first episode is Barney and Norma getting hired at Paranormal Park. Sorry, mm-hmm. at at Phoenix Park by Courtney. Courtney. Courtney is this little demon. Uh, Courtney is this little demon that's just like short with like very big horns on either side of her head yeah oh also i think courtney is either she they or he they or all of them or all the pronouns okay i I was listening for it i think i heard at least one she but i know my sample size is smaller than yours oh i have the dead indio but just look it up i want to make sure we get that right okay so courtney is non-binary in the comics but female in the show. Uh, and Hamish Steele explained this was because uh, the voice actor. Oh, wait, well, let me make sure I read this right. Explain the change was made to avoid. Okay, so Hamish wanted to avoid the like usual trope of non-human, non-binary, and instead mm-hmm. used the pronouns of the voice actress, Emily Osment, to give her she, she her pronouns. But he thinks personally Courtney would probably use she, they, uh, mm. if they were real. Okay. Yeah, Courtney essentially put out an ad for a section of the park uh, called Dead End. The park is all based on Pauline Phoenix's various, like, movies and, like, TV shows she's done throughout her the course of her career. Uh, and this is, like, the horror haunted mansion uh, that they, they all, like, their base of operations is and Barney lives in. Uh and Courtney pretty much brings them up and intends to sacrifice one of them as a new vessel for a demon king called Temelucus. 
Barney is set to get uh, sacrificed, and at the last moment, Pugsley jumps in uh, and takes the blow and gets possessed by Temelucas. They get him out of him by the end of the show, but the residual Temelucas left in him mm. means he can talk now and can use magic powers. Um <laughs> When I was watching this show, I had captions on just to make sure I could get everybody's names down. Mm-hmm. And when I read t- Tim Lucas, I thought, you guys sure spelled Telemachus wrong. <laughs> I thought, <laughs> I expected Telemachus too at first. <laughs> but Tim Lucas, it, 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 it grew on me. I like it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, how, how old are these kids? Are they like in high school? Let's find out. I want to say they are they, in high they, school because they do talk about high school. They've, they I, I think school. Barney mentions school, but nobody specifies like what level of school. I, I assume uh, Barney is 17. Status, alive. <laughs> For now. Uh, yeah, Barney is 17, so I assume they're in high school because in the first episode, he says to Norma, we're lab partners. So I assume okay. they're, they're still in high school. Uh, maybe, okay. And I think this is implied to take place over summer for like a summer mm. job yeah that kind of explains episode one and how they get there so courtney is like i'm sorry there wasn't a job but here here's two uniforms people will probably just assume you work here here's some <laughs> here's some access badges sorry i tried to sacrifice you please don't be mad uh okay but yeah so episode two we open with a flashback it's phoenix park in 2010 uh, and there's a bunch of kids waiting in line to get on the lap for of like a big mascot character named Buster Scruffs, who's a yeah. dog. Like they're all gonna like hop in its lap and like take a picture like you would with Santa. It's a mascot meet and greet. And Norma's there and she's very excited, but as soon as she gets up to Buster Scruffs, she gets very, very nervous. Yeah, you can see like the anxiety start to feel like her her um her vision starts to narrow and she starts to look mm-hmm. down and feel like she's sinking into the ground. Like mm-hmm. it, like a panic attack is about to happen. Yeah. And yeah, you see time slow down, and then the mascot leans down like, are you okay, kid? And mm-hmm. his helmet falls off. Uh, <laughs> the crowd gasps, and it rolls up to Norma, and the eye pops out. And Norma, this little kid, I can't tell if this is a moment of like, oh, it's okay, or just comedy, where she just like starts laughing. Yeah. And she just takes, there's a little snapshot sound, and the, she took a picture with the just like discarded helmet. Uh, <laughs> it's the big, empty mascot head. Yeah, I love that for her. Uh huh. Yeah, we cut back to present day. Gord, the little word, little uh, worm, red worm that is in every episode, this little wow. worm demon, fires out of the, can- the chimney and slinks away. So, this we cut to, at the end of episode one, Pugly says words for the first time. So we open episode mm. two with Barney being like, okay, now say pe- peanut butter. Okay, now say indubitably. Uh, and, <laughs> and just like playing with with uh, with Pugsley. I want to talk about like Barney and Pugsley's character design real quick. Um, everybody in the show is so cute. Everyone is so cute. The lines in this are really thick and everyone has like the kind of like differently colored noses that I really love. Yeah. It's a very cool art style. Um, uh, I want to shout out one of my personal favorite character bits is Badia's design, where she's got these big round glasses with like no space between them. Mm-hmm. And then her little nose. And it reminds me a lot of Where's Waldo. Oh, yeah, it does. 
or, yeah. or where's Wally for, for our international <laughs> please, audience? Please, please. Uh, yeah, Fudge is great. Uh, in another episode, Norma asks if she knows who what everyone's names is. Uh, and then she just names everyone by their job, and Norm and uh, Baja is Death Slide, because apparently, <laughs> apparently that's uh, a ride at the park. And Death Slide, and she's like, "I love that Death Slide is so cool." <laughs> but yeah, oh, so uh, Pugsley is a pug, but they just kind of when he's uh, like talking, he just kind of like walks around on his hind legs and he has this like little like ring of fat permanently around his neck oh yeah just part of his design that i love and he has like uh well i guess we'll get to that in a sec but he has a little fez that he wears for the series um, a tiny, tiny tiny fez that's true it is good for a dog would be tiny for a person <laughs> right I, I don't know why it existed beforehand it's like the size of a shot glass maybe it that is what oh, it is <laughs> it could be it's a heavy hat heavy wears the hat Barney is a very cool design. Uh, they're they're a little bigger with like shaved sides and like uh, like hairsprayed up top hair that's dyed blue. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're just very very cool, very cool characters. Um, yeah, but yeah. Barney's just kind of hanging out with Pugsley in the Dead End Mansion, and Norma walks in and she is so annoyed and. <laughs> Pugsley's like, look, Norma, I can talk now. I figured out throughout the magic that happened. And then Norma just picks him up and put him, puts him to the side and says, Barney, why are you here before I am? <laughs> Norma is a part of her character. She is a very diehard uh, yes. Pauline Phoenix character. She has been hyper obsessed with this character. I think she says for like the last 15 years or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, which 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 is so good. Um, but yeah, and she's like, how'd you get here? It's almost like you slept here. And before they could talk anymore, Courtney kind of poofs in with a box like, hey, this belongs to all the, <laughs> all the employees that went missing. I don't know why I have it, but here you go. <laughs> and this is they, where Pugsley gets his tiny fez. He gets his tiny fez. Uh, Courtney runs around in the box and pulls out an entire can of like dry gravy mix and just pops it into her mouth hole and swallows a can of dry gravy mix. Yeah, she just loves trash and she eats trash. Good. She's, she's great. There's I want to talk about Courtney's like her smoke effect when she poofs. It's mm. so cool every time. It's like a poof of red smoke and orange sparkles. And then like a lot of like little orange like circuity lights get traced out. Almost like this is a t- this is a technological effect, yeah. or, or runes are being drawn in the air, and it happens every time she poops, which is a very cool effect to keep in. But yeah, they also find a gold park pass with the name Jennifer on it, which is plot gears. Uh, mm-hmm. But first, mandatory employee initiation, and they cut to the break room with a very lovely break room, uh, mm-hmm. and they're about to do their initiation, like you know. In, uh, orientation that's the word but they kept saying yeah. initiation <laughs> like a ceremony yeah exactly but yeah patrick's uh or no sorry pugsley is there and as well as patrick stump's character josh is there josh doesn't really mm-hmm. speak a lot throughout the show it's kind mm. that's why it's kind of a fun reveal on in the musical episode when he belts out like ah! patrick stump fun uh, yeah it's it's very good um we meet, uh, again, we meet uh, Baja, Baja Hassan, 
who is a little shorter, or no, she's a little taller than Norma, and she has uh, she has either a, hi- a hijab or a shala- uh, shayla. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, but I know it's either one of those two. I had to look it up to make sure mm-hmm. I was saying the right one. Um, but yes, either hijab or shayla, and or shayla. And we also meet Logan Wynn, aka Logs. Uh, I've never heard Logs as a nickname for Logan before, and I love it. It's so good. I think that's also where he works at the park. I think he works at the Log Flume. Log Flume! So it One works, of the best rides. Yeah, so it works both ways. Uh, and he is Barney's love interest for the series. And there's a lot of very good flirting in this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a nice musical number at the end. Um, Ooh. But yeah. Uh, Barney is crushing hard on him. Pug, uh, he's also very worried about Pugsley talking in per- in public. And, yeah. But he's at the same time too distracted by Logs to give Pugsley the right attention to tell him how to like navigate these situations. So anyway, Norma's now in command of the tour uh, and Barney continues to kind of... <laughs> yeah, she took over control of the tour from Badia. She's like, I know everything. Let me handle this. <laughs> yeah, she's like, we'll be doing the special two hour or the three hour. Never mind, I'm in charge now kind of thing and badge is like okay go off yeah but yeah uh barney kind of continues to ignore pugsley he gets spooked by the train doors on the monorail car and (laughs) pretty much the clock spins and it's four hours later uh Ah! and they're the monorail car has come back and everyone's like that was so long (laughs) <laughs> i i gotta say i was very happy to see a monorail and at one point we cut to some utilidors and it was also very happy to see them utilidors this is in the show they call it like the under park these tunnels oh. underneath the park that's like storage and like transportation and things yeah this is based off a real thing that disney world has Uh, When Disneyland was built, it's got all those different areas like Frontierland, Tomorrowland, Adventureland. uh, And they didn't like how you'd see like a cowboy from Frontierland walking through Tomorrowland to like get to work. So when they (laughs) built Disney World later, they built these series of tunnels first. When you walk into the Magic Kingdom, you're actually on the second floor, basically. You're going over these tunnels. And that way, like when people are... uh, taking out trash they take the trash out through the utilidors the mm-hmm. utility corridors if you gotcha will. okay uh people in costume travel through these utility corridors just to sort of keep the uh, keep the kayfabe up <laughs> keep the kayfabe up above you know like you're not going to see anybody in the wrong place just because they have to get from one place to another interesting so in mm-hmm. the in in phoenix park these must be forgotten because they're very empty and everything like, yeah is very derelict in there uh but yeah, uh, Pugsley is scared to exit the monorail car uh, after this big tour because he's scared of the doors. And Barney mm. doesn't notice in time, and the doors close, and the car leaves, and like like you said, goes to this utilidor. Uh, and he like walks out, and he's kind of like spooked. Everything's dark. He keeps hearing noises, and then we get a jump scare as the doors open in this in this dark area, and a hand grabs Pugsley. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah. The monorail. uh, Is it still a monorail if it's just one car? Is it a monorail car or is it a monocar? Is it a monorail? Uh, Monorail means one rail. We all remember (laughs) this from when Lyle Langley came to Springfield. 
Uh, I believe the monorail car is also called a monorail. Okay. So the mono car. You can, you can call you can call just the car a monorail. People get what you're talking about. Still, the one car comes back uh, to the tour group, like just resets, uh, and the door is open, and a purple dinosaur mo- mascot comes out and mm. just picks up Josh, uh, and it's like like fallen apart and like uh stained and all this and logs and baja just like scream and run and they're just like it got josh and leave (laughs) (laughs) and norma and barney like take a door and they wind up in the uh would you call it the underdoor uh i think yeah i think somebody refers to it as like the under park under park yeah they they wind up in this series of tunnels under the park and at this point barney realizes pugsley is gone and he's stressing out they find courtney She's eating trash, <laughs> but she's wearing Pugsley's hat. And she shows him where, and they come to this big, like, hub of different tunnels. And we see Pugsley get, like, pushed in a cart in another scene and just kind of dumped into this little, like, cute sitting circle of all these old derelict mascots that we see the the dog from the beginning we see like different di- different colored dinosaurs there's a pauline phoenix that's huge and her hair is like deflated because she's very <laughs> tall blonde hair and he's just like if you're gonna eat me eat me quick and then they, yeah. they're just saying the word meat over and over yeah. again yeah and then they push a picture towards him of one of the dinosaurs and a kid and it's just meat and pugs is like oh <laughs> and I, then and like they don't reveal this twist until later in the episode yeah. but i i love this i love this turn <laughs> just the, the different meanings of the word meat yeah a great like homonym use yeah or hom- homophone if it sounds the same right homonym if it's different meanings i don't remember um uh, i think stalactites <laughs> come from the ceiling of a cave Stalactite for stalactop. <laughs> Stalagmite for you might step on them. Got it. You have the English degree. <laughs> you would know best. You know best about stalagmites. We uh, talked about Samuel Taylor Coleridge. We didn't talk about homonyms. <laughs> that sounds like a, a, a waste. You should talk about homonyms more. Uh, so next time we see Pugsley, Barney and Norma and Courtney spot him. Uh, at the end of one of these tunnels, and he's just kind of like leading a queue of all these mascots, like, come on, one at a time, no rush, and just leading them into a monorail car. And mm-hmm. uh, Barney, like, w- like angry whispers, like, Pugsley, from like down the, tu- down, down the tunnel. Mm-hmm. And he's like, where are you? It's, you're, what are you doing? And Pugsley keeps trying to explain, but Barney keeps interrupting him. He's not listening to him. And... He's like, what are you doing? You're helping out these monsters. Bad Pugsley. Bad Pugsley. And Pugsley's like, bad Pugsley? You abandoned me. Bad Barney. <laughs> and they go back and forth like, bad Pugsley. Bad Barney. Bad Pugsley. Bad Barney. And every time it cuts, uh, you see the little characters in the distance, and they have very simplified animation. It's very cute. Uh-huh. Um, but the fight ends with Barney getting frustrated. Uh, and saying, why can't you just be like you used to be? Mm-hmm. Uh, and Barney, or no, and Pugsley says, you know what? You sound just like Grammy Graham, which is, uh, I guess we don't have context for. But essentially, Barney has run away from home. He is staying at the park. 
Uh, mm-hmm. He keeps mentioning an incident where essentially his parents didn't stand up for him at a family dinner with his grandma. And it's implied, it's never directly spoken about, it's implied that, I guess it is seen in one of the episodes, that gra- the this grandmother is not using the correct language and making Barney mm-hmm. feel uncomfortable. Uh, and his parents do nothing. They don't do anything to like help the situation. And so this is a very complicated feeling. And... Mm-hmm. <laughs> These are this it's the show is written really well. <laughs> yeah. This is very good writing for these characters. Um and very good that this is Y7 stuff. Mm-hmm. So Pugsley opens the monorail car at the at a very busy part of the park, and the mascots all start flooding the, the area, and they keep doing like weird movements that you wouldn't do if there was a person in there, like turning their head <laughs> all the way around, or like the, the helmet <laughs> falling off and there's no head. And they just start scaring people, and the park is soon amok. I, I want to point out that in the background of one of these shots, you can see, like, a burger snack stand. Yeah. And the sign on the burger stand just says, BUNS! In, like, a <laughs> spiky metal rock and roll font. <laughs> I love... I want to know what all these Pauline Phoenix projects were that these are based on. <laughs> I want to know What's what BUNS... BUNS ba- the movie? <laughs> BUNS! There's also a, a background shot of a sandwich bar called Sandwich with two V's and a, <laughs> and a sign under under it that says live deliciously. Oh my God. Yeah. As a parody of the Vitch. Uh, but yeah, it's all the background in this is so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Courtney, Barney and Norma kind of open a hatch into dead end from the tunnels and they suddenly have to like keep the door closed against the mascots that are trying to come in. Except for Barney, who is just, like, pacing back and forth, like, repeating him and Pugsley's conversation. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, like, why would Pugsley say that? I'm not, I'm not Grammy Graham. Why would I be Grammy Graham? I don't sound like Grammy Graham. And he says, why can't he just go back to being my Pugsley? And then he says, like, wait a second. I do sound like Grammy Graham. And he starts mm-hmm. to kind of come to terms with what he's done. Uh, and yeah. The, suddenly the mascots and- bri- break through. No, go ahead. <laughs> No, he's been saying like he wants to protect Pugsley. Like he he's scared of what would happen yeah. to him if he, other people found out he's magic and he can talk now. And he's like, I'm trying to protect him. I'm the only one who understands what he's going through. And Norma says, you want to protect him by hiding him away, which maybe is effective for a magic dog, but <laughs> it isn't <laughs> effective for a, you know, a young person or a person of any yeah. age coming out to their family. So I, I like the metaphor, but also it it, it is a little tricky. Yeah, it's not effective for a person, and that effectively mm, is what mm. Pugsley is now. Even if yeah. it was a dog, I don't, I don't know. I have a mixed feeling about raising a dog inside without exposing them to the outside world. That still feels <laughs> bad. I, I'm, I'm just unsure, and maybe this is because I only, I started with this episode. I don't know how much the world knows about magic. I don't know if uh, it really is dangerous for people to know that this dog can talk. Is that actually going to get him in trouble? So the park is kind of like spooky, but everyone just kind of ignores it because in the, there's a bus that goes right to the park and there's a little video on the bus that says, if you see anything suspicious, no, you didn't. (laughs) (laughs) It says it more eloquently, but like it's there. It's pretty much like a public secret, like spooky stuff happens. Don't talk about it. They talk about that in the, uh, in, uh, initiation too. Like you see Mm. anything spooky. Oh, well, don't talk about it. Okay. 
So um, probably if people did see a little dog talk, they'd just be like, wow. Wow. That let's now, go get huh? some popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> I want yeah. a balloon. I want, give me a balloon. One for the talking dog, too. <laughs> He's a very good boy. He's a very good boy. He gets balloons. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, so yeah, the mascots break through uh, while Barney has this epiphany. Courtney just like poofs, like not my problem, sorry, uh, and dips, and the mascots start to close in on Norma, and they're like doing like the big reach while Norma's cowering, and then it just grabs her autograph book she dropped, mm-hmm. clicks the pin, and like fills out a like a page, and then hands it back to her. Uh huh. <laughs> and Norma like figures it out like, oh, meet. They want to do meet and greets. They don't. Yes. Want, they don't want protein from kids they want to meet <laughs> right. them they're not zombies they just want a hug they want to sign yeah. your autograph book i i love this twist i think it's very sweet uh also i love there's a bit where we see all the park guests being terrorized they they feel terrorized by these mascots yes. that want to hug them and there is uh these like dragon boats these like linked boats that are just sort yeah. of floating very slowly through a lagoon yeah. and there's one guest uh wearing a little pink hat like screaming in one boat because there's a mascot behind him in the next boat but they're like the mascot's not moving like, no, they're just, it's, it's both just still separately floating very slowly through the water it's really funny yeah the camera pans back from them and i expected them to just be in the seat behind them <laughs> no no right exactly but they're just in their own boat just standing there just going at the same pace <laughs> uh it's, it's very good there's a bunch of pauline phoenix impersonators around yes and one of them climbed up a lamppost not like a building <laughs> or anything a whole pole they got all the way up there um but yeah pugsley is like trying to mitigate like all the chaos and he's not having a lot of luck and then barney walks up and he's like i'm sorry i you know i should have listened to you We'll we'll figure this out together, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then Norma makes an announcement and plays a song from like the 1972 mascot parade on her phone, <laughs> and it starts playing over the intercom, and all the mascots start like you know swinging their arms and like getting into formation as they march down the main road of the park, uh, and they start like waving and and everything, and Pugsley and Barney are like like awkwardly doing the same motions at the front too um and the crowd is like hey all right cool and start like cheering Mm -hmm. and the impersonator gets down from her pole and uh everyone's like all right cool this is fine this is a lot better uh and they all get led pretty much up into the little like trap door at dead end and they just drop into like a little laundry cart and they get wheeled off so they can wash them and clean them up for future mascot mm. parades, I assume. Um, yeah. Oh, I like it. At one point, Josh, who got swiped, is just still on his phone, but on the shoulders of the mascot that grabbed him. Uh-huh. I love They're friends that. now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, this is fine. Uh, I, I, do, I do like Josh just constantly being on his phone the whole series. <laughs> I do like that. He's, he's like this blonde guy. He's kind of jock looking yeah. and i feel like in another series he would be made to be like a bully character and i like that in this he's not as far no. as i've seen he seems nice but just 
distracted just in his own world yeah he's just doing his own thing he's kind of like apathetic to whatever's going on yeah he's like, yeah you're fine it's whatever i'm gonna go stand by this building and be on my phone <laughs> yeah uh so yeah they put all the costumes in the laundry machine and barney's like i could do my laundry here and norma's mm-hmm. like so you did stay the night here and he admits it. this is that scene i was so excited about um, yeah, he admits that he can't be at home right now, and he's and he says, "This is the first place I've ever felt like I could just truly be myself." And mm-hmm. uh, Norma says, "Me too," but I didn't think you cared about the park. And he says, "It's not the park; it's me." And he says this line, "I'm trans, Norma." Mm-hmm. And when I heard that for the first time, I think I replayed it like five times because I was just like, "That's." Great. That's so important that that's said out loud, flat out, not mm-hmm. referenced to, not implied, just flat out said. Yeah. That's so important. And he says, I'm trans, Norma, and everyone at school knows, and everyone at home knows, and being here, it's like a whole new place. I can just be Barney, and I can choose if and when I tell people. Mm-hmm. And he's like so happy to like be able to like live his life without apology in this park. Yeah, I I also like the the and you know more context for the show than I do. The nuance that like he he doesn't explicitly say that like anybody teases him or puts him down. He just says that people around him know. Yeah, like, they they've known his old old identity. Like they've seen this transition, and he likes to be in a place where nobody has seen that. They only yeah. know Barney, the finished product. Yeah, <laughs> he's only like the version of himself he wants to be around these people. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I love, and I I, 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 just love that. Like, he's not necessarily escaping from bullying. Like, he's escaping to something. Yeah, he's escaping to better visibility. Yeah. Because all these people that know him probably know who he like who he was before. I love that the show doesn't even mention a previous identity at all. It doesn't yeah. mention a dead name. It doesn't even uh, hint at a dead name. They don't talk about it at all. Um, it's it's handled very well. Uh, but yeah, he's just free to be Barney from the get-go with people, and that's great for him. I love that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Norma's like, you don't need my permission to stay here. I don't I don't care. I just don't think you would want <laughs> Courtney as a roommate. <laughs> <laughs> and then Courtney poops in and is like, okay, you can be my roommate, but don't touch my dead fly collection or my alive fly collection or my stamp collection. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, okay, she's like, great. Uh, and then she like sneakily steals a hair off Pugsley's head because uh, they're like, I wonder how this magic all happened, how these mascots come alive. Courtney's like, I have an idea. And then she compares the hair um, to a photograph of Tem- of Tim Lucas's soul in her room in order to get Tim Lucas out of uh, Pugsley's body in the first episode. They uh, captured it on like a log flume photo ride to like ca- like photograph capture the soul and. She has this photograph and she compares the hair to it and it reacts. And she's like, okay. And she's like, kind of like starts planning and plotting uh, as she realizes that Tim Lucas is still in Pugsley. And that's, uh, that's the tunnel. A very good episode. Mm-hmm. All right. Next is episode six, wait time, 22 minutes. Our- <laughs> I, I love that this is, that's called wait time, 22 minutes because it is, I timed it. The show is just under 22 minutes long, uh, eh. which is appropriate because 
at the end of the show, the line is a little shorter than 22 minutes. Right. I, this show's written so smartly. It is. Uh, I like that this really is a well. really, it's kind of a take on a bottle episode. Yeah, it kind of is. Like within this one ride queue. Uh, but the episode starts with, we see one of Pauline Phoenix's former TV shows, Dr. Love. <laughs> it's very uh garth Marenghi's dark place yeah it is <laughs> release the one part where dr sanchez falls in love with a woman who like turns into broccoli or whatever but dr. yeah uh, dr love is like taking temperatures of a bunch of the various hunks who all fall in love with her and she's like i she cures broken hearts that's what the <laughs> show is it's very soapy i think the show is i think they talk about it later that it's like it's a show about doing heart transplants but it only yes. lasts like three episodes because <laughs> you can't do that every episode. Right. Uh, so now the big news in the park is that there was a ride based on this show and it's being reopened now. It was mysteriously closed once and now it's being reopened and Norm is really excited because this ride has been closed her entire life. This is the one Phoenix Park ride she's never gotten to ride. Mm-hmm. Very, very fun uh theme park lore is added into yeah every episode of this has like a little like oh look at that that's fun yeah and i think she says dr love did some pretty experimental episodes like one set entirely within a waiting room and is <laughs> setting this up to be the the bottle episode stuck <laughs> entirely in a ride queue i didn't think about that that is great that's again very good writing <laughs> uh, yeah yeah so yeah that we see like a ribbon cutting of this new ride Presumably the ribbon is cut by the Pauline Phoenix, but it's angled in that we don't see her face ever. Mm. Um, yeah, Pauline is kind of like uh, like, a, like a tall starlet with very tall blonde hair uh, and like a big like two front teeth with a gap in the middle. And she mm-hmm. like speaks with like a little bit of a drawl. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, it's just very over the top and very, very good. Um, but yeah, and then we get the title card. The title cards in these shows, in these episodes, are really good. Because they'll say yeah. them in the middle of the screen in, like, a nicely timed way. Um, and <laughs> we see uh, Courtney, Pugsley, Barney, and Norma all getting ready to sit in the line for this new Dr. Love ride. And mm. Barney has four cotton candies, presumably to, like, tide them over for the wait. Uh mm. <laughs> And Courtney will not stop trying to eat these cotton candies the whole time. And <laughs> we get a little joke here that's like, Courtney, are you ever not hungry? And she looks at him and says, that's my secret, Barney. I'm always hungry. Which, <laughs> which is a nice little The the Avengers reference. Mm-hmm. Uh, da, 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 da. As they kind of chat, this is like a nice little animation. They pass by a bunch of like muted color, diverse crowd tableaus. Where, like, mm-hmm. the, the scene in the foreground is going on, but in, like, the very foreground and in the background, there's, like, muted outlines of characters that aren't moving. Which mm. is, is easy enough to ignore in most animation, but it is nice to, like, look at. Because they're, it's a very diverse background. It is. A lot of, a lot of good different characters. Uh, yeah. A lot of, like, modern looks. And I always like to look at these because, especially in, like, Steven Universe... A lot of these tableaus are like nods to like creators or creators' friends. And oh stuff yeah! Like that. So I always like to think like, oh, I don't know who this is, but I bet they're like someone in animation or in comics. Yeah, or who's the redheaded guy in the Gilligan shirt? Are <laughs> 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 you somebody's friend? Yeah. You work on the show. Exactly. It's 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 fun to think about. Um, 
But yeah, they walk up to see the line very full. Uh, and Barton is like, no, and walks away. Mm. But he walks and sees his family. Mm. His his mom is like very, very cute with like glasses and like her hair back in a bandana. Uh, and his dad has like two-tone hair. Like it's black buzzed but white on top yeah so it's very yeah. re- reflective of barney but in a different way and yeah uh and he uh barney has a little brother named patrick who gets uh we get to see them in an, a previous episode but yeah and so barney sees them as like oh, i'm not ready to talk to my family yet and turns around and is like all mm. right i guess we're going back to this line yeah and da, 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 da. oh this is when they bump into logs logs is in front of them in the line and yeah. Barney holding all these cotton candies bumps into him and it turns into a nice cotton candy beard. And he th- Oh yeah. And he throws it away and Courtney's like, now's my chance, and like pulls it out of the uh uh out of the trash can and it's got trash stuck to it, and then a seagull comes and like takes it. And she and she, I'm just so sad for Courtney, like this is her worst timeline. Uh, <laughs> she just wants food, whether it's real food or not. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, Logs has a special job. It is his job to time the line and make sure that the wait sign is accurate. Yeah. Uh, but he tells Norma that if she wants to get through faster, she can go to the employee line, the fast pass line. Mm-hmm. And she jumps over there like, oh, yeah, this is going to be so much faster. Uh, and then there's extra people in it. It's longer than she thought. And then somebody's like, oh, it's employees and the friends and family. Yeah. She's like, great. I moved over here and it's not faster. Yeah. Uh, I was surprised to see them using because I watched that whole Fast Pass documentary. Uh, I was surprised yes! to see them using like Fast Pass lines in this sh- in this episode. Uh, <laughs> like I I love that this show like does know its theme park stuff. Yeah, it knows its theme park. There's a lot of like Broadway input from it. Like like not just like yeah. enlisting Alex Brightman, but like uh, like a lot of I think uh, Coco P- Peru also did Broadway stuff. So. It just, it touches a lot of different worlds, and I'm so, it works so well. Yeah. I really want to read the comic is based on Dead India. Uh, it's, I think it's a webcomic, but it also has physical editions that are currently out of print. Um, so I'm waiting for those to come out of print so I can uh, read those again. But yeah. We found out the right is called Dr. Love's Heart Flow. <clears throat> da, 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 da. So now Logs and Barney are in the line together. While Norma, yeah. Court, Courtney, and Pugsley are in a separate line. Uh, mm. And Barney is just kind of like flubbing his conversation starter. <laughs> He's like, I love this. There's like a, a fake fake we presume blood river flowing alongside the queue yeah. and he's trying to make conversation and he's like so blood <laughs> I, it's gross but I mean I wouldn't want to not have any. <laughs> And Logs, like, true to, like, himself is like, yeah, I guess that's fair. That's true. I wouldn't. I, I agree. And then he's, he's like, railings, huh? And he, like, rattles the railings. And he's like, mm. I, I, I love these railings. And <laughs> no, he, what he says is, ha railings. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Logs is like, well, as the safety officer, like, I agree. Railings are cool. Uh, except, <laughs> except for these ones. These could be a little safer. And Barney's like, did I say I love these railings? I hate these railings. Hate them, hate them, hate them. <laughs> and there's a lovely little, like, couple behind them that's like a black yes! lesbian couple. They're, like, older. Yes. Yes. And, and they're just kind of giggling, like, oh, like, oh, it's so nice to see, like, young people in love. We remember going here on our first date. 
and they're like, are you boys dating? And uh, they're like, no, no, we're um, colleagues. And they're just like, okay, right, sure. (laughs) (laughs) And I love that these two aren't just for that one scene. They are behind them in line the rest of the episode. They keep chiming in. They keep rooting for them. Yeah. Sometimes it is weird that like there will be a scene between Barney and Logs and you'll still see this couple in the background, but they don't have any background animation. They're just flat. (laughs) That's just how it is in waiting line sometimes. This is... They're only alive when they talk to these boys. <laughs> it's the curse of animation. The curse of the park. Uh, <laughs> curses background characters. Yeah. Those, this whole time, Logs is very like affable and like smiling at Barney and like yeah. ready to engage him. But Barney every time is like, oh, that was a bad line. Let me think of something else. And he's just like mm-hmm. too focused on being like nervous and anxious uh, and like can't see that Logs is ready to engage with him. He just has to stick to one topic. Uh, uh, over in the other line, Courtney is hungry enough now that she's like Pugsley's entire body down her gullet. Norma makes her spit him out. And Pugsley says, I said you could have a little bit of me, not a whole Pugsley. Because <laughs> <laughs> Pugsley's like, eat an ear if you want, I guess. I'm magic. Maybe my ear regenerates. <laughs> don't swallow my body whole, please, Courtney. <laughs> Please don't do that to me. <laughs> it's, it's it's very funny. Uh, and then Barney like uh, yells at them from the other queue. Oh, like, he texts I'm so her. nervous. Oh, right, right. He texts Norma yeah, with I a like, bunch of panic emojis. Yeah, I like this because Norma like like uh, evaluates what's happening in like a very like I want to say in a very autistic way. I'm not autistic in it, but I've have mm. limited research on this. But it seems like in a very Norma way i guess very Mm. evaluating public threats pretty much yes uh where she's like they're in a public space logs is known to barney the risk level seems (laughs) pretty low to me uh yes and she's just like confused and yeah Mm. barney turns out to be below them and they can see through like the right the slat board on the walkway Uh, Mm. and barney's like i'm so nervous i I wish I wasn't me. I wish I was. Yeah, because Norma's like, well, my advice is just be yourself. And Barney's like, I don't want to be myself. I want to be somebody else. I'm not good at this. Yeah. And he's like, Pugsley, do you have anything in that spell book that can help me? Do you have like a confidence booster charm? Yeah. Uh, Pugsley has a spell book that uh, Courtney gave him to kind of practice magic. And he's like, well, if you don't want to be yourself, I think I have just the thing. Uh, And. He finds a spell and he holds up a book and his eyes like spin. Pugsley's eyes like spin back. In my notes, I wrote casino wheels because I didn't know yes. what they were called. Slot machines. Slot machines. That's the word. <laughs> in casino does have wheel. There's two kind of wheels in a casino, a roulette and these things. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, the eyes kind of like spin back and then go blank in Pugsley's head. And then Barney uh, kind of gets filled with the soul of Pugsley. And his arms kind of like go up at his sides like like a T-Rex. And he becomes like more alert uh, and like very sniffy. Uh, very, very much a dog in a person's body. Uh, and he's like stealing <laughs> licks of candy. Yeah. Uh, Pugsley in Barney's body tells Logs, you smell amazing. And Logs says, thanks. My secret is. And then he does strongman arms and he says, soap. <laughs> I love Logs. Logs is very cute. Yeah, 
He's yeah. These characters are so cute. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, there's not really a good descriptor for logs other than he's he's really cute. Imagine someone's super cute, and it's logs. He's got the like little whiskers of a growing in mustache, which like can mean can convey so many emotions and so many things you're supposed to know about a character. But as soon as you see it on him, you're like, oh, isn't that adorable? Yeah, look at him. I guess he does have like a little like flash of bleach in the front of his hair too. Yeah, uh, either like growing out or like just like uh, stylized that way. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, Pugsley is in Barney, and and Pugsley is blank eyed, staring there with the book. And we cut to yeah. Barney, just walking around this like dark, empty version of the ride. Like the sky is like dark red. Uh, everything is like in like red muted colors. Uh, and he's just like, "Hello," and and Courtney uh, is like, "I want to try." Takes Barney for a spin. But she ends up being like too aggressive and too confident and tries to like <laughs> What she says to Logs is, Wow, look at all these attractive people. You must feel pretty lucky I chose to stand with you instead of with any of these other variously clothed humans. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Logs Logs gets the runaround from a lot of different Barneys in this episode. Uh-huh. And the whole time that like nice couple behind them will like try and encourage him like uh yeah. d- try saying this and like whenever nobody is possessing barney his eyes are blank he just slopes over he falls over and at one point the couple i think like lifts him back up on his feet yeah <laughs> yeah i think that's that's towards the end when he's when no one's in him and he's just a mm. husk uh but yeah courtney like li- looks at the couple's like that purse looks like it could have food in it can i take a look mm. uh and we cut and Barney's in this, like, walking around the line. He's, like, running down the line in this dark world. And he sees Pugsley in the distance. Uh, we see him from the side. And he's like, yo, Pugsley, like, what's going on? Like, can you, can you tell me what's happening? And Pugsley turns. And there's a squelching <gasps> sound. And he's cut in half down the middle. And it's not, yeah. it's not gruesome. It's just flat, like, red. Like, uh, like different yes. shades of red. Um just enough to get past the sensor, I'm sure. Uh, oh. But yeah, and Barney's like, ah, and like runs. And I think, I didn't think about this until my till this watch through. I think that references the part of Pugsley that Temelucas is occupying. So there's mm. a little bit of Temelucas still in Pugsley. And I guess that chunk has dis- displaced this little chunk of Pugsley to this dark realm uh mm-hmm. just to stand there in in gross meat so yeah now norma has the book in her hands and we cut to barney uh that was possessed by courtney just eating everything out of this woman's purse like ah! notes wallet lipstick hairbrush and now it's suddenly norma and she's like oh and she like pukes in the bag and like stands up straight <laughs> uh and the, the lady just kind of, like, wipes the puke off. <laughs> she starts to ask Log, like, okay, I got this. Uh, how many siblings do you have? What are your favorite hobbies? What kind of music do you like? Uh, please make sure to answer these in this order. And, <laughs> like, it sincerely is trying to help, but is, like, yeah, doing it in a very, like, we have to do this very organized and, and this way. Yes. Yes. Uh, then we, we cut to Courtney, and she's, like, wanting to ramp up the position the possessions 
Like let's let's mm. try everything. I want to try Norma if Norma's not here. And uh Barney goes blank and he slumps into Log's back and Log's just kind of looks yeah. back and smiles. He's like, "Oh, yeah." <laughs> and Courtney, no, Courtney in Norma's body looks down at like her own like empty body and says, uh, I've never seen myself from this angle. It's a real privilege. <laughs> a very good line. Uh, yeah, Norma pops in in this little like in between. Mm. She's like, Barney's like, oh, thank God you're a person and not half of my dog. And she's explaining that like they're taking turns like possessing him, trying to make everything's smooth talking to logs and while they're talking a familiar blonde starlet walks behind them mm-hmm. and barney's like well wait who's that and they kind of they turn around and Norma's like oh that is that pauline but we flash back to the opening scene of this show which is yeah. a uh pauline phoenix impersonator getting chased through the dead in, dead end mansion uh and then there's a jump scare and then we cut and we open the show. Uh, but it's revealed to be uh, that impersonator is here in the in-between. And she's just not responding. She it seems like she's like in a trance, like stuck in, essentially in work mode. Because she's like, do you want an autograph? I think there's a booth over there. Like, let's mm-hmm. get a photo. Like to everything they're saying. And it's, it's a little a little haunting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then back in the world pugsley is like getting confused and he's worried about barney and courtney's like okay <laughs> and he P- courtney throws the book uh pugsley fetches it and wakes up in barney norma disappears and goes back to her body uh and then courtney's talking to norma and apparently if you're in this in-between world for too long there's a chance you could not come back but she's like mm-hmm. barney's probably fine in there it's it's fine uh, mm-hmm. yeah there's no definition on what too long is no that's courtney courtney's not going to explain too much they yeah they keep saying throughout the series that like they just don't trust courtney and courtney's like come on and they're and they're like well you tried to you know sacrifice us immediately and she's like i guess that's fair <laughs> uh she says in one episode i've had so much character development come on <laughs> uh I didn't write down who said this line, unfortunately, but as they get to the front of the line and finally like logs and Barney or whoever is in Barney's body is about to board the boat. Somebody says, you need to keep your hands inside the boat or the boat will keep your hands. Yeah. <laughs> the lesbian couple are the, the, the uh, couple behind them said that. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, you need to keep your hands inside the boat or the boat will keep your hands. It's such a good line. And then it kind of rattles Logs and Pugsley in Barney's body. And they're just like silent mm-hmm. and just like thinking about that. Ah! Uh, but yeah, so they're close to the end of the line. And Pugsley's like, I don't. He sees like another couple take the line or take the boat ride. And, he's, and he looks at Logs and he kind of pulls himself out of Barney. And he says, I don't want to take away his special boy time, which is just what, yes! that's what he says. Oh. And, he, and he jumps out and then like he tosses the book to Courtney and Courtney's like, this is too complex for me and tosses it to Norma. And Norma's like, this is way too awkward for me. And they just toss mm-hmm. the book back and forth and everyone. Uh, oh, yeah. At one point in this toss between logs 
is in uh at one point in this in between courtney is in logs for a second uh <laughs> while norma right, is in barney yes! and it's like logs with just drawn with like demon horns and like a snake tongue it's really yeah. cool looking yeah, and then uh, for just like a split second, Log shows up in the in between, and yeah. Barney's like Logs, and he's like, "Huh?" And then he goes back, <laughs> uh, and they don't talk about it. Uh, but yeah, everyone's jumped out. Barney's kind of limp body. This is when he gets caught by the couple behind him, and they just like kind of like reassure him and be like, "Don't worry, I was nervous too. You got this." Uh, mm. And da 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 da. Pugsley jumps into Norma's body so that Norma can go talk to Barney. Because they're like, the only reason he's still stuck in the in-between is because he doesn't want to come out. He doesn't want to face his, his issues. And Norma goes to talk to him like, I understand being afraid to talk to people. I'm still afraid to talk to people. Sometimes I'm afraid to talk mm. to you. Yeah. And, and also, if you're here for too long, you could be here forever. And he's like, what? And he, he stands up real quick. And then they like, well, we can't leave jennifer swan here this impersonator and they say jennifer we don't want any autographs which interrupts her like dialogue and they're like we need you to come back with us like don't you want to come back can't you think back to who you were before you came to this park Mm -hmm. and we just kind of get a little silence and then jennifer just kind of silently nods and then we cut back to barna 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 and normie (laughs) we cut back to Barney and Norma coming back to their own bodies. Uh, Norma takes the book and chucks it into like the water of the ride, the blood. And <laughs> Barney apologizes to Logs like, I'm sorry I've been so nervous. I, I, I didn't want to be myself. And Logs is like, it's okay. I'm nervous too. But we'll have each other in there. Uh, mm-hmm. Logs is so good. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, we get that woman... That we haven't talked about. There's a woman that keeps pushing past everyone in the line. Oh, yes. Like, it's happened about five times. And it happens here for the last time. But the first time, it's just like, I forgot my purse. Like, everyone out of my way. I forgot my purse on the ride. Forgot my purse on the ride. And it makes everyone, like, very, like, annoyed. And then the second time, it's like, I forgot my baby. Where's my baby's on the road? I need to get my baby. (laughs) And then then it comes again. And she's like, I got, this is not my baby. This is the wrong baby. And he put this baby back in my baby. And it's gored in like a little diaper. (laughs) And this time, it's like, I want to be on the ride again. I I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm going to go ride the ride again. I'm riding it again. I want to ride it. And she hops on a car by herself and goes off. Uh. (laughs) And... So uh, Logs is like on the on the flume on this little like it's almost like a little couch floaty. Uh, it looks comfortable as hell, and mm-hmm. he looks up to Barney, and he's like, "Do you are you ready?" And Barney like takes a second. <sighs> no, I'm not ready. Uh, we'll do this another time. I'm sorry. And he's like, "I'll I'm I'm just not ready right now." And he kind of like walks away, and Norma jumps in. Which is funny because Josh was in front of them, and Josh is still in line. So that means Norma ah. just slipped past him while he was on his phone. <laughs> uh, yeah, Norma hops into the ride with logs and says, I'm going to have to narrate this ride. You'll find it very educational. Yeah. <laughs> Except uh, they get all the way up to like the tunnel entrance, and then the <laughs> so there's a voice over the PA, and the ride shuts down. And Norma's like, come on! 
<laughs> I hope she gets to uh, ride and, one and, day. Mm-hmm. And then Barney uh, goes to confront his family. And it, it literally yeah. ends with him just stopping his family and saying, hi, it's it's me. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and then, uh, yeah, it ends with Jennifer, like, doing, like, a... <gasps> and she, like, wakes up in the real world and sees a, her missing persons poster. And she's like, how long was I out? Uh, and that's when the episode ends. And that's what we watched for Dead End Paranormal Park. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think it can be overstated how much I enjoy this show. I, yeah, I really, you, <laughs> I really hope it gets a second season. a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of took the wheel this episode. Um, That's okay. Go for it. I, I was happy to be able to chime in with my. Th- thank you for letting me tell you about the Utilidors. Please, yeah. Which is like old hat. If you Google like Disney World fun facts, it will show up in like the first page of google results but i know like if somebody hasn't done that they don't know what the utilidors is i'm like oh boy (laughs) i get to share this with somebody yeah i mean it's crazy to me that the park is on the second floor of something that you walk up to yeah yeah if you like really pay attention you will notice as you like walk up from the ticket center up to like main street you are on a slight incline that's so weird uh yeah yeah Mm. we uh I, I thought this this episode would give you a nice opportunity to give uh, theme park fun facts. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, go watch Dead in Paranormal Park. There's only 10 episodes. Mm-hmm. It's on Netflix. The first episode is on uh, YouTube, on like, ah. ne- like Netflix's after school YouTube channel. Um, Good. Yeah, go check that out. Go check out uh, the Dead India comic by Hamish Steele. Go check out Hamish Steele's podcast with uh i think it's luke healy yes yeah they have a podcast uh luke healy and hamish Steele have a podcast called waking kitchen nightmares which is a <laughs> rewatch of episodes of kitchen nightmares and they also talk about like gordon ramsay's cookbooks and stuff like that um yeah go check that out uh their twitter is uh at waking kn podcast so yeah go check that out i did very briefly consider since they are fellow podcasters asking uh, if Hamish would be on the episode. But then like, I very quickly was like, man, this person has like a full like career in animation and in comics. And I'm like, we just do a podcast. And I I, like talk myself out of it. But if Hamish still hears this for whatever reason and uh, would like to be on the show and talk about a cartoon or something, he is welcome to. You are welcome. You are welcome. I really enjoy your podcast so far. But yeah, check out this show. Mel, do you have any final thoughts? Uh, yeah, watch it. I think it's really good for a wide age range. Like It, it is Y7. You could show it to a little kid, but also uh, d- d- great. Re- still so funny. Really funny. Mm-hmm. Really great visual design. And full of little Easter eggs for all sorts of different topics and interests. So anybody of any age could really find a lot to enjoy here. Yeah, give it give it support. Let's let's get it get a second season. Yeah. Yeah. So this was my pick, Mel. What are we watching next time? Next time, this will be our first episode of October, the spooky month. Yeah. And I figured it was time after we've been doing the show for almost 2 years <laughs> and every week we invoke Scooby-Doo's name, <laughs> it is time to actually talk about him. So I want to talk about my personal favorite Scooby-Doo adaptation, 
which is the TV series that aired on Cartoon Network in like 2012 called Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated. Yes, it is uh, a, so good. A, a big family favorite. I think we were talking about this with Jason when Jason was on to talk about the Venture yeah. Brothers. It's Scooby-Doo, but what if they didn't drive? Her, well, they drive around the, in the van, but they drive around <laughs> one town. They are locked into one town. There are serialized mysteries. Uh, it's what if Scooby-Doo had like actual character development and plot mythology. Yeah, there's a lot to love about this show. And I yes. think this is the, a show that you sought out to own physically. You have physical copies of the show. I, I own it in the messiest format because it's what <laughs> I have like season one, volume one, season two, volume, yeah, like season one, volume one, season one, volume two, season two, episodes one through five, season two, episodes six through ten. <laughs> like it's a mess. The show is not that long. It's like 52 episodes, but I have it spread across like six plus different DVD boxes. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah, I'm I'm excited uh, to watch this. It's so good. Uh, and I'm excited to see which two episodes you pick. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm going through the episode guide now. I will let you know as soon as I have them picked because there is a lot to choose from. There is a lot. I always think about the Ska episode and the Biker episode. Uh, but that's oh, just, man. I think, the ones I'm... that are always on. I I might go for the Shining episode. Oh yeah, there's oh, there's so much to like about the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we we're a Scooby Doo family. We can we're we are <laughs> we have we have vast knowledge about Scooby Doo, and I can't wait to talk about it. This is a subject we know a lot uh-huh. about. Yes. Oh, all right. So we'll be starting off. Uh, yeah, uh, the podcast started on Halloween, so we're coming up on our two year anniversary, and I'm excited to uh, spend that time talking about Scooby Doo. So, yes. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, if you guys would like to support the show, telling people about it, uh, giving us five-star rating reviews wherever you can, uh, everything helps. It, it, it helps so much, and we appreciate you guys listening. Um, we have a Discord if you guys wanted to jump on and, and talk to us, recommend stuff, talk about the show. Um, you can find that on our Twitter. Our Twitter is at SaturdayMOPod at gmail.com. Nope, that's our email. Our email is SaturdayMOPod at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is at Saturday Mo Pod. Um, but yeah, if you uh, leave us a five star rating and review, send us a screenshot. We'll read it on an episode. Uh, and yeah, uh, it, it, it's so good. It's so good to hear from you guys when we're, we're talking about the show. Um, yes. If you'd like to, t- if you'd like to talk to me on Twitter, I'm at James Wilk. Mel. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And listen to my other podcasts. I mentioned the review show earlier. This is on the Whatnots Network. Whatnots spelled like astronauts. We're talking about something different every week over there. We did do an episode on season one of Mystery Incorporated years ago, like mm-hmm. fall 2018. You're welcome to go back and listen to uh, and I'm also on the Captain's Log every week, which is our off-topic nonsense chat show. Right now, uh, as you and I are talking, I am preparing for an episode of the show where my co-host Kyle and I are going to switch podcast subscriptions for the week. Yeah, uh, you were telling be- me about that. I'm excited for the results of that. Because for two people who have hosted multiple podcasts together for multiple years, we do not listen to any of the same podcasts. So he gave me three episodes uh, of shows that he loves, and I'm giving him three episodes. And then we're going to meet and discuss. 
That's lovely. That's a, that's a nice Freaky Friday for you guys. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Go go check that out. Uh, but yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we'll catch you guys next time. But for now, relax. Kick back. It's Saturday. It's Saturday. This is the first place I've ever felt like I could just truly be myself. But that's how I feel. I didn't think you cared about the park. It's not the park. It's... it's me. I'm trans, Norma. And everyone at school knows, and everyone at home knows. And being here, it's like... a whole new place. I can just be Barney. And I can choose if and when I tell people. I've never been happier. And that's saying something when I spent today chased by terrifying zombie mascots.